Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Oh, he's back. He's, well, somebody told me you he's dusty, but last night. He's dusty. No. He's dusty. Yeah. He's been out partying with the killers all night. He sent us, a, sent us a text message at about, what is that, 9.40 or something? Yeah. So how, how's your night going? And I thought, <laughs> well, I'm half asleep. I was so. in better sleep. <laughs> yeah. I was in better sleep. And here you are, your age... Gallivanting around the I know, and I paid the, the swamp price. in Brisbane. Saw today. What did you do? So you saw the killers, and you said to me, "I can't believe." While you half asleep on the couch here in the office, uh, I came into work. I actually tiptoed past him. He was asleep. <laughs> I was. I had a little snore before you walked in. <laughs> I uh, can I say thank you very much to uh, one of the uh, esteemed staff members at the uh, Brisbane Convent uh, Entertainment Centre. Yeah who upgraded our tickets at the last minute. We got sensational seats. I saw the video. Yeah. How'd you get that? Did how you drop get, your how name? How did you get upgraded at the last he moment? He just came and tapped tap us on the shoulder and went, hey, um, is there four of you? Yeah. Is he a okay, rugby league fan, was he? I, yeah, well, I found out later on. One of the other guys said, yeah, he just he just saw you walking past. Luckily, he was looking for someone to – I went, oh, how good's that? I'd give a hot Don't chicken upgrade. No, I think it's Phil. <laughs> Wouldn't it's you? Phil. What a champion. Feel like you. But yeah, they are unbelievable. Uh, one of the, the killers. I, I said afterwards, it's the best I've ever seen. I, I still probably can't go past. Uh, I saw um, the, the, the Stones oh. many years ago at uh, ANZ mm-hmm. in uh, QE2, sorry, in Brizzy. Uh, but they were amazing. His energy is amazing. He's forty he's odd. Um, Brandon Flowers Stark, and he. <laughs> uh, I realized I looked him up, but he's he doesn't drink. He's a Mormon. Oh. Doesn't. I no wonder. Is that why he's got so much what? energy? Because he's, he's full of drink. energy. And okay. he, uh, and he's he got looks God like he, on his side, And he does batch. it every night. He's got God with him on stage. Yes, I'll tell you what, they're unbelievable. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. We worked Glad hard last happy. night. You and, don't work hard. And we you. spoke to Ian Bishop, so we're going to play that interview. Uh, oh, the West Indies. Former great. Wow. Oh, yeah, he was outstanding. Cool. Great champion. Absolute champion. So uh, you'll hear that interview real soon. Um Speaking of riffs in cricket, not that we even talked about that, but mm. how did, did did Langer punch the crap was out a, of? Was that a his segue from a, a music riff to? A, yeah, that's it. To a that'll do. Rift. That'll <laughs> do. Yeah, that'll do. Um, was Langer punching the crap out of his former players today before the the match? He wasn't, because oh, he, of course the... he's commentating for Channel Seven, which many are thinking, oh, that could get awkward if he's got to interview some of his former players. Well, cricket but... Australia tried to ban him from talking to the players. What happened beforehand then? What was he doing? He's playing, he's playing, kicking the footy with a couple. I think of a them. lot bit of it's and been hugging taken, some. A lot of bit's been taken out of context, and yeah. Okay. He said, "Whoever these media sources are, they're they're not sources; they're cowards." He didn't say they were the players. No, he said it was a cowardly act. No, he said they were, they are cowards. Yeah, they should be called called not media sources; should be called cowards. Yeah, but it was people talking behind his back. Yeah, yeah that's right. But he didn't say that was the players. It's people that are talking behind his back and mm. giving information to 
to journos. Ned Snow, owner of Shipwreck, ahead of the Flame Race tomorrow night. Are you going to be all right to Who? be at the Dogs right tomorrow to night? You all right to back up? Can you back tomorrow up? Tomorrow night in Brisbane now back yeah. again. Yeah. We've got a big one, mate, and we're having a steak after. That highway's don't, doing my head in. Can I just – don't go chasing food while we're on air tomorrow night. You aren't getting any. Mm. Okay? It's after we finish. <laughs> I know. Okay. Pack a lunch, all right? Uh, don't miss the Queensland Flame on December 1 to see who will re- represent Queensland at this year's The Phoenix. What's that worth? About $1.6 million, The Phoenix. Yep. Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah. Our dogs race. Unbelievable. Uh, we'll talk to Ned Snow about that real soon. Uh, and if you want to win that Ziggy, uh, Ziggler and Brown barbecue this summer, make sure you go to iCanWin.com.au. That's ridiculous coming up a little later on as well. I know, uh, Satch, you've got a football-related one. I've got a mm. cricket-related one. And what's yours about, Badge? Football. As well. Soccer. Soccer, oh, soccer. Football? Okay. Okay. The real Rodeo. football. Rodeo. This is Sports Day, the eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Badge recovering from the killers. Sats here as well for expert car service. Book into your local Repco authorised service centre. This, I thought this was going to be your That's Ridiculous Sats. Oh, I didn't put that in. I think uh, Jacko must have thrown this in, but we can. Um, I think we should talk about it. bypass it then. We yeah, can we'll talk leave. about it. Well, let's hook and tease. There's been a swap between the Titans and the Knights. Mm. And, and I think the Knights win. All right, we'll get to that, that in is. just – Oh, that's good. Mm. In just a moment. Just a few Can't teams few teams chasing uh, the signature of Dylan Brown from the e- Eels. And still, Dolphins are really interested in offering about a million bucks a season. If it's – if it's purely down to money, they'll probably they'd probably win. But I just you know it's not always about that. He's going to get good money, uh, but you want to make sure from the player's point of view, his, his manager's point of view, you got to land at the right club where mm. you can be successful and and grow your game and um, you know be nice, be, be happy. But you, you have to be careful in with a new club. I'm not saying anything particularly about the Dolphins, but new clubs generally take a fair while to get in their feet, and it can be a really tough long couple of years, uh, especially for a young bloke who now has tasted grand final and uh, a grand final appearance. Sets. Mm, yeah. And also, one one for you, Sats, Mitch Moses hasn't been spoken to in 29 days from the Eels and the West Tigers will basically do anything to get him back at the club. Well, I think I think it's makes sense for Mitchell Moses to, to go to a club at the West Tigers and he's going to get good money wherever he goes. Parramatta have got to make a decision. I don't think they can keep both of them. I think Dylan Brown at 22 turns 23 in about June, July next year. He's still at that age where you can build the club around him, where Mitchell's been around a bit longer. He's still a good age, Mitchell, but they've sort of been there and tried it on a number of occasions now with that halves mm. combination. Maybe they've got to start saying, okay, well, if we're going to try and keep Dylan because his numbers are going to continue to increase from a salary point of view, we won't be able to keep both. So... That's tricky, isn't it? Who do we let go? Well, we'll probably let go Mitchell to still earn potentially nine hundred odd thousand dollars, whether I, he's worth it or not. I don't know, but but Dylan Brown is the one that they want to keep because age is on his side. Well, I think the other consideration is who would fit best with Jake Jacob Arthur, who was his next cab off the rank, or maybe they have got someone else coming through. Mm. But you don't want to have two two like for like players. You don't want to have Jacob Arthur and uh, and. Um, Dylan Brown and well, who's going to be your halfback? We're not so sure. Yeah. Hey, talking about the uh, the eels. Did you guys talk about this 
after the grand final. I know I took off. Yeah. Yep. About Ryan Madison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I just couldn't believe it when I read that he took the fine instead of a three week ban for four grand. It's a selfish look, it's isn't it? So selfish. And now he's trying to get that overturned. Well, I don't I, know if he's had if he's had a, a dose of reality or the guilt or what's happened, but God, what? Well, Why Badge, would he do that? This is always going to happen because he's going to get back into training and all of a sudden the, you know, the juices start flowing, the testosterone's running high and you go, we're going to be playing, we're going to be playing footy in a couple of months. Hey. Hang on a sec. I won't be allowed to. And, I won't be out there with my teammates. Surely someone you know are in and around the place who's going, here's, mate, here's the four grand if it means that much to you. We need you for those first three games. Do you know what? I, what? I can see, I can see from his angle why it's, it's a little bit of a protest. It was, and I think what he was trying to achieve was that, and he has also been quoted saying, when I'm at work, if you're at work normally, if you work in an office, whatever it may be, and you make a mistake and it's not intentional, they don't take money off you. So I did a, what they call a crusher tackle. Uh, it wasn't intentional, but they're going to take $4,000 off me. That's not right. So he's trying to make a stand and a bit of a protest and it's backfired from a PR point of view, but also... As a teammate point of view, it's backfired also because it's made him look like he's a he's a selfish well, player. Well, apparently found out on Mad Monday, and it was just bad timing when the whole decision was made. That they're appealing on those grounds, but he's on Mad space? Monday. Yeah, well, that he, he he was asked to make this decision within a few hours. It was on Mad Monday, you know, blind. Probably, I don't he know. He just dropped two, 1500 at the, at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but there you go. I'm not taking, yeah, I'll take the ban. Can he, can he, I was going to say that. I've, I've been hearing this all day. Can he now go swap? That's what he's penalties. asking. Right. That's what he's, he's, no, the he's NRL, they'll, they'll stand firm on this. They've they said should. no, but they are considering. Of course they are. They should stand firm as well. And well done. Cody Walker gets his first taste of coaching after being appointed a player assistant coach for the Indigenous All-Stars. That's great. While still playing? Is that the player assistant coach? Is that what that means? Well, Like yeah. player coach? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's playing. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely playing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's, sure. It's yeah. like, that's like captain coach. Yeah. For, for yeah, those. But I think he's, his role is kind of more as an assistant to the players. Mm. No, just support. Yep. In the group. So yeah. well done, Cody. Hmm. Starting to show some, uh, show some leadership. Uh, he's, good la- he's a good lad, Cody. I've, I've had a fair bit to do with him over the years. And uh, Northern New South Wales boy comes from a, a long line of uh, the Walker, the Walker um, boys from around the Northern New South Wales have dominated country rugby league for a number of years. And um, he's a good lad. I mean, he's got a lot of people that are very critical of the way that he spits the dummy when things don't go his way. But he's he's just highly competitive. He looks so much more comfortable when Latrell's in the team, doesn't mm. he? He's a lot calmer. Sure. I've, got to, I've got to say, Cody will be a really good, upon retirement, Cody will be a really good coach. And I don't think it'll take long before he's coaching some of the second tier or yep. yeah, maybe like a South Sydney you know, second tier team or whatever it may be. I see him club. as a good mentor for the Indigenous young fellas coming through. I reckon he's been there, done that. Mm. I think he'd be for great sure. to guide them. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. This is Sports Day, the 8 seat Kia Carnival. It's a grand utility vehicle. Uh, last night off the air, uh, Sats and I got to chat to uh, Ian Bishop. Uh, hear that interview next. The great West Indian fast bowler here on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Dustin Langer, second guard for the first time in a test match. What a wonderful moment for him. Best time to come in at one for one late in the afternoon. 22 years of age. Hits him on the helmet. That's not out, that's a bit of a nasty one. 
certainly stopped him. He's uh, not sure where he is. He's in a bit of trouble. Uh, yeah, one for one, and you've got Ian Bishop running from the fence, pushing off the <laughs> fence, coming at you on your test debut and whacking you in the helmet. The man himself, Ian Bishop, joins us now on Sports Day. Ian, welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Do you remember? Do you remember <laughs> bowling the first ball ever to Justin Langer at the Adelaide Oval? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who could forget that? Um, it's something that I go back on social media and have a look at every so often when I hear Justin giving one of his after-dinner speeches, <laughs> um, and it brought out the greatness in him, much to our chagrin, for the next ten years. Well, funny you should mention the he, – he does talk about that incident a lot uh, when he does functions. And he was on a podcast last week called Backchatting. It was a podcast that went about an hour and 40 minutes, Ian, and it, and it covered off a lot of things. And, of course, those coward comments came out. But I've just edited up a little bit here. This is him telling the story. Have, have a listen to this. This is hilarious. Ladies, Ian Bishop, magnificent, six foot ten Trinidadian – Milk coffee colour skin, sparkling brown eyes, cro- built like Adonis. <laughs> but anyway, he runs in, magnificent specimen, gets halfway through, he's sprinting like Usain Bolt, jumps up in there like a fire-breathing dragon, like all bully fast bowlers, jumps up, lands this ball, smacks me straight in the back of the helmet, right? So I've gone down. And when you look on the video, like I actually got the boxer's knees. Like these days I'd be out for months. So he gets, I get hit. I've got the boxer's knees and, you know, Desi Haynes has been shouting out, he's scared, Bishy, he's scared, Bishy. And Keith Arthur's going, kill him, Bishy, kill him, Bishy. And <laughs> Bri- him. Brian Lara's at the back, you know, they're kissing his teeth like at my best in. <laughs> Boys should be in high school, not playing test cricket. <laughs> Ian Bishop, is that how you remember it? No, no. um, We were much gentler. Justin came to the crease from my (laughs) recollection, and the passport recollection is always much more accurate to deadly silence. Um, No one said a word to him. (laughs) But I get get what Justin was trying to do, you see, Um, to try to embellish the danger, the life-threatening danger that he felt we should think that he was under. So when he scored 15 for second innings, it would be all that much greater a knock. Mm, good point. Good point. Uh, trying to deflect. Now, we're, we're asking the listeners, Ian, to send in their favourite West Indies moments or players. And we're getting so many text messages, which we'll get to. And there's one here that Collis King, the great fielder in the 70s. Who was Ian Bishop's hero growing up from those West Indies uh, crickets, cricket players that came before you? Oh, look, um, that that testing of the late 70s and certainly the early 80s, because, you see, coming through my secondary, early secondary school days, I was primarily an opening batsman uh, and only turned to bowling later on in high school through sheer desperation of one of my fast bowling colleagues not turning up in a match against Brian Lara's Fatima College. Um, so guys like Sir Vivian Richards, Gordon Greenwich, and then thereafter, Michael Holding became a, an excellent mentor to me, uh, interactions with guys like Joel Garner and then Courtney Wall. So a multitude of players, but generally 
that West Indies team of the late 70s, early 80s. Now, 92-93 series is the 30, 30th anniversary of that West Indies tour, which you were part of. There's a little bit of a change in the guard, wasn't it? There were so many of those legends you just mentioned, retiring and then the dominance of Warren. Did, did you feel as though you were about to enter a period where the West Indies felt a little bit vulnerable? On reflection, yes. Um, at the time when we were in the midst of it, we still felt that there was an aura of invincibility. But having looked back on it, we saw, or certainly I started seeing a little bit of that decline, let's say from 1990 onwards, as Malcolm came to the end of his career, God rest his soul, uh, Gordon Greenwich, Stephen Haynes, Jeffrey Dushan, all of those were heading to the back end of their careers. And we started series a lot slower against England in 1990, against Australia here in 92-93 at Adelaide with that one-run win as well. So on reflection, we saw uh, that decline. But at the time, there was still a feeling that we can beat anyone on any day. Uh, going back to those days, Ian, was Australia – did you get up to take on Australia? Were they the hardest team to beat for you? Were they the fiercest competitor? Or was it Pakistan or India back in those days or England? Or certainly the first half of my career. So you're talking about once I got into the team from 1988 to about uh, 92, 93, 94, it would have been Pakistan who played with a semblance of flair similar to what our batters would have played like back in the day, those Richie Richardsons, the way uh, Sir Vivian played, the way uh, Desmond Haynes played, and then Australia because we found that an Australian tour from the time you landed on Australian shores with their fast bowling, with the way they played their state cricket, with the conditions in which we, we played, I mean, at the Wacker, the old Wacker, uh, perhaps my favorite place to bowl. Those were the two of the teams that we felt um, were very, very tough opponents. Ian, what do you make of the Australian fast bowling trio, Pat Cummins, Mitch Stark and Josh Hazelwood, possibly the best in the world? This is a very strong Australian uh, 11 that's been picked uh, for the first test tomorrow. Uh, as one of the greats yourself, what do you think of this trio? Ooh, I'm envious. Um, I, I really am envious because it's a fast bowling trio and whoever they supplement that bowling attack with, Scott Boland watched him during the Ashes against England, six for seven or something like that. Very, very accurate. So Stan... Mm a mature, very mature fast bowler into his 30s now. Uh, Hazelwood, very mature also into his 30s. And Pat Cummins, there's Pat on the cusp of that age of 30, but also mature in his career. And what I saw during the Ashes, what a group of fast bowlers, although Hazelwood uh, only played intermittently, was the most consistent version of Mitchell Stark that I had seen in terms of consistency of length. Pat is the number one fast bowler in the world in this game. And Hazelwood, when fit, has now become a magnificent all-format bowler. So that's why the magnitude of a task facing the West Indian batter, and when you think about the pitch on which they'll be playing, is something that is going to be a real test for the West Indies. You're one of the great voices in world cricket today. I love listening to your commentary. We're blessed because we'll get to hear you on Channel 7 from 12.30 every day. Australia versus the West Indies. Ian Bishop, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. It's been, a, it's been an honour. 
thank you very much for having me as a guest in your country, and I hope that we give the requisite experience to the Australian supporters of cricket. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car; they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, this is where we look at the most ridiculous stories of the week. Sats, uh, do you want to kick it off with this ridiculous news that's come out of the Titans today? Well, a lot of people may not think it's ridiculous, but I think it is from a recruitment point of view. They have let go. Well, they've swapped with the Newcastle Knights. Chris Randall, hardworking hooker, mm. is going to the Gold Coast, and they've let their barnstorming Brian Toto, like winger Greg Marju, go. Come on, that's ridiculous. I, yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a great decision. I know they need depth. Sammy Verrills is going to be their starting hooker. Chris Randall's a good. Backup, but Marju and in the, the modern age, the way that Toto and and Co and uh, Mike Sivo and Ravalawa, how they get their teams on the front foot, I think this is a, I don't think this is a great move. Have they decided Tanner Boyd is a, a half? I think they not, have not a backup the hooker. End, yeah. So now they want another quality backup hooker, and yep. that became important to them. Sometimes, you know, they, this might have been a tough decision for them. I imagine it was to let Greg Marju go because he's outstanding. They have got good player. some good wing talent, mm. outside back talent, though. So this this is smelling a bit like uh, that TV show Wife Swap. Is it a bit like, is there a new show coming out called Player Swap or something? <laughs> is is it because he has the best thighs at the club that other players were getting jealous? Made his debut at the club, Maybe. played about 25, 30 games. Chris Randall's got no thighs, I've noticed. Mm. <laughs> or calves. Chicken legs. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's yeah so I think the Newcastle Knights, I think they win that deal. Mm. Badge, what do you got? Um, a footballer died nine months ago, soccer player. Since mm. then, he's played 40 matches. What? Come on, that's ridiculous. What do you mean? How many beers did you have last This night? is unbelievable. No, you, do you remember Christian Anderson? Not yeah. hands, Christian no. Anderson. No. What's he, is that his name? Erickson. Erickson. Christian Erickson. <laughs> Playing for his um, his Danish team. No, he was, he was playing in the Serie A, wasn't he? Um, Jack Jack's in the background there. He's a football expert. <laughs> this is going well. No, but he, nine months ago he he collapsed oh, and he died away. Wow. on the pitch. But oh. They brought him back to life. Oh, and then he wasn't allowed to play in the Serie A anymore because of his condition. He's got a heart condition. Right. Had treatment. Had stuff done. No, he still can't play there. So he went to England. Played for Brentford pretty quickly. Snapped up by Man United, and now he's. Playing for Denmark against Australia tomorrow. Tomorrow night, and he's—I think he's already scored a goal in this uh, in this tournament. That's that—that that is gun player. Come on, that's ridiculous. That ridiculous. God, I hope he has a shocker tomorrow night. <laughs> I hope he doesn't collapse again. But no, we don't want that to happen. No, we don't want that to happen. Hey, uh, my, that's ridiculous. The crowd at Optus Stadium for the first test. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's going to be expected, but wasn't it? Why? Well, it's a it's a Wednesday. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll look, I'll look to see what the crowd's like then on Saturday.
will there be more there on Saturday? You when, reckon? I I think there will be. Well, the game might be finished by Wednesday by Saturday, but um, if it's if the game is still travelling along nicely, and we're looking like both teams will will have a second innings, I think that um, we'll see more on Saturday. I that hate sense. watching the cricket and I can hear someone sneeze in the crowd. I, it's not for me. Can I tell you, I used to go to the Sam Trimble Cricket Academy every Christmas. Oh, yes, very good. We used to stay at the Gabba underneath the grandstand for five days and, and the last day a Sheffield Shield game would start on the Friday. And we talk about hearing noises around the stadium. My greatest memory <laughs> was Greg Fat Cat Ritchie playing in a Shield game in an empty Gabba He'd hit the ball and you'd hear it echo Bang, all yeah. across Brisbane. It was so. Yeah. I know you were a pretty crappy cricketer. Your parents would do anything to get, to rid, get of rid of you on school holidays. Mm-hmm. Eh? Make you sleep under a ground stand. <laughs> school camps with some bloke. What's, what's, no, I'm sure it was a good. Yeah. And yeah. I remember one of our coaches was Peter Anderson, the wicketkeeper for Queensland. Ooh. How good is this? Yeah. He's going to be an ex-Australian keeper. Breaks his finger. Oh. Ian, Ian Healy. A guy called Ian in. Healy comes and says, bum. "Who's this Healy bum?" Mm. Yeah. Goes on to be one of our greatest people of all time. All right, you got one more for us? Uh, The Terminator. The movie The Terminator. Did you know? Never seen it. This is ridiculous. It's the prequel to The Matrix. Come on, that's ridiculous. It is. What? It is. So Sarah Connor is the mother of Neo. Sarah Connor. Neo is the main actor, which is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And that's JC, John Connor, all grown up. And his mum, so he was actually in the Matrix getting chased around with his mum. He doesn't look anything like John Connor. Yeah, I know, but that's him growing up. I don't know what you're talking about. So Terminator is the prequel to the Matrix. I've never seen a Matrix episode. I've never seen seen the Matrix, never seen the Terminator. Mm. Not interested. Wow. My wife was watching Matrix uh, during COVID. She's watching the Matrix. She's going... So I, I'm just not quite getting it. I said, don't try to get it. Yeah. You never work it out. <laughs> yeah. No one knows what Have another wine. <laughs> just, <laughs> just immerse yourself in it. Uh, Brisbane Roar update. Watch uh, Brisbane Roar A-League matches live on Paramount+. Plus. The women drew one all with Canberra on the weekend. Uh, with Larissa Crummer doing the striker's job, following a deflected shot and scoring the equaliser. Uh, the Brisbane Raw women will take on Man's, Melbourne City, I should say, not Man Ooh, City. Wow. Uh, this Saturday at 2 o'clock, because the men's still on a break. They will return Friday the 9th of December out at Redcliffe, the mm. home of the, you know what, now? Yep. <laughs> right after we celebrate the Socceroos winning the World Cup. Abs- uh, that'll be the 17th, 19th of December. Okay, a few days later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, watch every Isuzu. That's our Christmas party day, yeah. the 9th. We should go out there. We should go to Qatar. No, we Book tickets now. I was thinking <laughs> Redcliffe. Okay, almost the same. Watch every no, Isuzu. They got as much money. We go there after our Christmas party. We'll See, be they, well behaved. They bought themselves, <laughs> themselves into a big tournament, just like the World Cup. Yeah. Okay, we should do it. Uh, watch every Isuzu A League match live on Paramount Plus. Brisbane Raw tickets at Ticketek. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Boys, I don't know about you, but tomorrow night we're going to the Dogs Albion Park. Can't uh, wait. This show's gone to the Dogs. The Queensland Flame ignites Albion Park tomorrow night. So does Sports Day with Badge and Sats. You boys will be on fire tomorrow night. And then we're having a steak afterwards with Lukey Gatehouse. Let's actually think about the, the greyhounds. Don't worry about the steak. That's all you've been talking about. Oh, let's, let's, yeah. 
Yes, indeed. You tackled eight waitresses at the Sporting Globe last Thursday night to get food. Nothing to do with food. Hey, <laughs> can't say that. Right now, though, let's get into it. Trainer of Shipwreck, uh, Ned Snow, is joining us on the phone now. G'day, Ned. Yeah, mate. How you going, boys? Mate, we're going all right. You've got this uh, dog in the big race tomorrow night, the Queensland Flame. Um, you'll win sixty thousand if you if you first pass the post in this race, or forty thousand, I should say. And then you have a crack at the one point six five million, the Phoenix. Have you ever known as much prize money in greyhound racing as this? No, it's it's been a real boost, and it's uh, very good for the industry. It's. Uh, It'd be handy to have a good dog at the time, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, if you if you got a good dog, that's the question. Shipwreck, how's its form been um, to win a place into the flame? Yeah, no, he's he's been down to Melbourne. He's had a couple of runs down there, but um, he's just drawn on the wrong side of the track. It's got to be very hard for him to win. But I'm not scared of any dog individually, but. Um, in the box draw out in the seven, uh, unless he finds a fence early, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah, we spoke to a trainer because... last. Yeah, we spoke to a trainer last night. His dog's drawn barrier four, four. Said exactly the same thing as you, Ned. Unless they find the uh, the row early, it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, but he's got a very he's got a big finish. You know, like he he's a good chaser, and. Um, you know, individually, he could beat any dog in the race, but in a field, it's all different, eh? Yeah. Well, well when, when Shipwreck won the State of Origin this year, what, which barrier was it out of? Um, I think he had the four, didn't he? Um, the other one had the two. Right. He had the four. They got, had a bit of luck. Yeah. Uh, like... Um, He's a better dog coming from behind anyway. He puts in a, a better effort, you know. Righty out. Well, listen, we... Like when... Sorry, Ned. Yeah. No, you're gone. Mate, we're going to be there cheering on Shipwreck uh, tomorrow night at Albion Park. If you hear three blokes uh, who've had a, a steak and a couple of beers going, come on, Shippy, that's us, <laughs> all right? Good luck. More than three. Yeah. The whole track will be on it. <laughs> If if Luke won't buy you a steak and I win it, I'll buy you a steak. There you are. Done. Well, mate, we've recorded this. You know yeah, that. We'll stuff. hold you to that too. <laughs> Don't miss the Queensland Flame on December 1. That is tomorrow to see who will represent Queensland at this year's The Phoenix. Hey, Ned, best of luck, mate. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Okay. Thanks a lot, boys. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, for New Farm Australian through and through, time to look at the weather. If you're listening on the Darling Downs on SCN 91.5 FM, who's from there, boys? Oh, take a pick. John Cracker McDonald, great Aussie winger. Steve There's Price. Steve Price, the great Queensland front rower. The Darling Downs, a big mm. area. We're not just talking to Carnival, Wimba, are we? Carnival of Flowers, boys. Yep. One of the yes. great events on the Queensland car- oh, calendar. One of the great restaurants as well as you get the top of the range there, that Weiss's, Weiss's, yep. Weiss's. Oh. Yeah, beautiful it was. They're doing One of big... the coldest places 
in Australia. Have they finished that bypass yet? Yes. The, the yes. Wow. The Darren Lockyer way, isn't amazing. it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. We were talking about this last night. Tatey yep. gets a – was it Tatey? Got a little – like Tatey got end, a cul-de-sac. He got dead end lane. <laughs> yeah, Tatey spent. He grew up in, born in Roma, grew up yep. in Toowoomba. There you go. Great circuit. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, uh, a top of fifteen. Hello, is this wrong? Is, is it winter? Oh, it's one of the coldest places. Uh, low cool. of twelve. Uh, New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm Australian through and through. I got my investment property up there. Oh, you have too. I've just chucked the rent up eighty bucks a week. Yeah, I'm one of those. Oh, you're one of those people. Had a go. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what? Why? We've got a. Why not? We've got a unit, could. and it, <laughs> we rented out to a ninety-two-year-old guy that his daughter looks after him. Oh, the one you just put the rent up on hundred no, bucks a week. No, no, he kicked him out. We dropped the rent by forty dollars, and the oh. real estate said, "What? We've never seen." How dare it's you? Two-bedroom unit. Yep. Yeah. So it's now nine sixty a week. <laughs> Poor bloke. Oh, you're such a hero, Scott. Well, I was undercharging for years. You got to got to do good things well, for hey, good people. Here's your granddad. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Is that the end of the show? Oh, what, what's, what's point talking? Drop the mic just there. Bang. What's the point? Building yeah, more Sports resilient. Day. Thanks for joining Queen, us. Queensland. <laughs> That's the St. Corp spirit. Ah, uh, Tiger Woods. What's he say? Oh, he's crying poor about Greg Norman. He reckons he has to go as the commissioner of Live what, Golf re- Series. Retire. Because- yeah. Resign, you're no, about? step down. Yeah. If there's any chance for the two organisations to get along... Well, he can't be there. Why should they get along? Why should they just take over golf? No, they've eventually got to get along. They well, have why, to. So why are the PGA doing everything all right and and live aren't? Like, I, I don't buy this rhetoric from PGA. Well, some have got some pluses and some have got some, some ne- negative um, aspects of their... Sure. Yeah, of their competition. So if they can come together, it's it's only going to be better for the... For the fans, it's going to be better for the players. It's only early days when you think about what all everything that happened in the Super League war. I know this is on another scale, but you think, oh, there was so was much wasted. Well, it was three conversation years, and arguing, but one and year competition. Kind of mm. just want to let, let it go, don't you? Just go, yep. let them sort it out. Mm. Yeah. I remember the first round of nineteen ninety six. They thought Super League was going to kick off in ninety six, and it didn't because they want a court. They got an injunction. The the ARL. Yeah. Um, but I remember if you played a Super League club in the first round of 1996, you had a buy. Oh, because they were in the draw yeah. there. Mm. Boys, we've got to wrap it up. We're over time. Okay. Uh, this has been Sports Day. Make sure you've got the right insurance this storm season. When, when's the, when are the Aussies Suncorp playing? Home insurance for a quote today. Socceroos. Tomorrow or? 1 a.m. Queensland time tomorrow morning. Oh, wow. Cool. I'll be up for that. Close. I'm yep. getting up. I'm getting up now. You are now. I am now. Badge, you're catching up on sleep. I've got a feeling. I'm getting old. I never this get up. pity. You're up at 1 a.m. this morning. In the morning. Well, you can get once up at 1am because <laughs> once get, a month you'd go to bed at like six thirty-seven now, and you'd still have five or six hours by the time one o'clock. You're talking Queensland out. time or yeah. New South? Oh yeah, don't start him on that. Don't start him on that. All right, we'll be back tomorrow night live uh, from the Greyhounds. We'll catch you then. Bye. Goodbye.